You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. It's like eight, nine weeks to Christmas, and uh, look at this. The supply chain thing is bad. It's not getting better. We have footage. This is from the Long Beach uh, port out there near L.A. Uh, all those cargo containers, not supposed to be stacked this high. And take a look at this. These trucks online for miles and miles and miles. Yeah, this is highly, highly abnormal. It's not supposed to be like this. And also... Closer to the ships, uh, look at this, stagnant. We have huge problems, too few truckers, too many regulations, a great big mess. And of course, Joe Biden is not up to the task. He pretends that he is, but we saw it last night. Were you watching the town hall? It was ugly. It was pathetic. It was a little bit funny, but mostly sad. What I've recently done, and people said we doubt it, we could get it done. I was able to go to the private portion with 40% of all products coming into the United States of America on the West Coast go through uh, Los Angeles and, uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? It wasn't just a loss for a word, it was lost for a thought. Where the hell am I? What am I doing here? Great question, Joe. And Americans across the country are asking that as well. Take a look. No president has ever taken a dive like this, all right? Down 11%, 11.3%. Some polls have them below 40% in approval. Uh, this is really, really bad stuff for president. This is a crisis, but um, if you were watching the CNN town hall, it was a great big party because they rigged the whole thing. I want to welcome the 46th president of the United States, President Joe Biden. It's no big deal. Uh, you think that was a representative audience? Okay, those were hardcore far left. Who knows? But they were handpicked, and uh, boy, they cheered like crazy. Uh, but they can only help Joe so much with those cheers. I mean, sooner or later, the questions come, and it's on him. He was asked about uh, the border. Have you been there? Are you going to go? And uh, that kind of threw him. Do you have plans to visit the southern border? Uh, I've been there before, and I haven't. I mean, I know it well. I guess I should go down, but the but, but the whole point of it is I haven't had a whole hell of a lot of time to get down. I've been spending time going around looking at the $900 billion worth of damage done by 
by hurricanes and floods and, and weather and, tra and traveling around the world. But uh, I plan on, now my wife Jill has been down. She's been on both sides of the river. She's seen the circumstances there. She's looked into those places. All right, Joe, look, if you want cookies, go see Dr. Jill Biden. That's Dr. Jill Biden, okay? Uh, but the border, that's on you. You say you don't have time. You don't have time to go to this national security crisis. You have time to eat ice cream. You have time to go to Delaware every weekend, it seems like. What else happened? You notice you're not seeing a lot of pictures of kids lying on top of one another with, uh, you know, with, 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 blind, with, uh, um, you know, uh, looks like tarps on top of them. Uh, we've seen the pictures, Joe. We actually have television. People have television. You may, it may be a big treat for you to see the TV, but we have seen this and we know that you're asleep, that you don't seem to care whatsoever. Look, they were very gentle with him last night. No pressure whatsoever. But again, you can only help this guy so much. I mean, he is very, very weird. Just in terms of inflation, because you had told uh, us at a town hall, I think it was in July, that the in, this was just near-term inflation. The Wall Street Journal recently talks as like 67 uh, financial experts. <laughs> All right, you see what's going on here? He's <laughs> like this for some reason. People noticed, they made fun of it, and um, they succeeded. Very, very funny. Jetpack Joe, right? He fits right in. And he takes off. Why were his arms out like that? Uh, let's see. They made another one. Uh, ooh, remember Beavis and Butthead? Shut up, Beavis. They were big in the 90s. That does look like a Beavis stant. Uh, ooh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Anderson uh, as the red one. And finally, we all know that Joe loves ice cream. And they put it in here, and he's actually only, it totally works. And they take it from another angle. He's still got the ice cream cones. Uh, People are great. They can be vicious, but they can also be very, very good. All right. When it came to uh, COVID, this was interesting. And we mentioned that the audience seems rigged. You know, everybody out there, they pretend they like law enforcement, first responders, people that we've been counting on. It's not really true. There are people, good people, who have reservations about the COVID vaccine. That's legal. You should be able to have some concerns. Joe doesn't see it that way police officers, emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Uh. Yes and yes. And the crowd goes wild. Yes, they should stay home. Yes, they should be let go. And the crowd goes wild. Huh. Talk about rigged. That's uh, an interesting crowd there. Let's let him go into a bit more detail, though, on the COVID situation. I waited until uh, July to talk about mandating because I tried everything else possible. The mandates are working. The two things that concern me, one are those who just try to make this a political issue, freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on, freedom. Freedom, freedom. See how dismissive he is of the term? You know, there are a lot of things that we can make 99, 99.9, even 100% of the country do if we take away their freedom. We don't like this. And he, in his own way, is being very, very revealing. There's more. The second one is that, uh, you know, the, the gross misinformation that's out there. 
like what they're saying about my buddy Colin Powell, and he was my friend. He passed away. Colin Powell was vaccinated, and he still died. Well, he knew he had serious underlying conditions, and it would be difficult. He clearly would have been gone earlier had he not gotten the vaccine. Talk about gross misinformation. Clearly, he would have gone earlier had he not gotten the vaccine. Joe Biden doesn't know that. He can't know that. And if he's been told that, whoever told him that could most likely have been totally wrong. Misinformation. Where did he get that from? Dr. Jill Biden? Okay. It doesn't work that way. All right, folks, uh, it's a bad situation with the president. Uh, they can't keep it a secret. They can pretend everything is normal. It's not. I want to talk about January 6th for a moment. The Democrats are still trying to score political points out of this day, exploit this day, hurt Donald Trump, hurt his supporters. How do they do that? By exaggerating it, exaggerating it, and uh, shaming half the country, trying to co uh, connect Trump supporters to that day. One of their weapons are the cops from Capitol Hill. The Capitol Hill police and some Metro police officers, they've been exploiting uh, since the very earliest on this. Uh, do you remember these guys at the hearing a few months ago? They're still hanging around. They still want attention, and we're going to give it to them. But first, uh, this is what happened a couple of months ago. We got people right now in front of the Justice Department asking to release some of the very same people to be released, even though we are testifying about the trauma and the agony, everything that happened to us. It's pathetic. He's an armed Capitol Hill police officer saying that Republican members are pathetic and he's still out there making noise and he's still a Capitol Hill cop. Next. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. That speaks for itself. Uh, this uh, drama queen has been out there. Very strange character. You know, he has that southern accent, but it looks like he's a child of the Beltway, and he's looking to exploit this big time. That brings me to uh, Harry Dunn. Let's take a look at him. I use an analogy to describe what I want as a hitman. If a hitman is hired and he kills somebody, the hitman goes to jail. But not only does the hitman go to jail, but the person who hired them does. There was an attack carried out on January 6th, and a hitman sent them. And the hitman, he says, is Donald Trump, a uniformed Capitol Hill police officer making wildly partisan statements along with his friends there. It's totally unprofessional. It should not be happening. But what's worse, these guys are still on Capitol Hill with their guns on Twitter, saying all kinds of highly political things. And guess what? They're kind of celebrities now. People want to meet these guys. Oh, and Dunn, the last guy, he's saying awful things on Twitter. Take a look at this. He makes some observation about the sunset, but he signs off with F. Steve Bannon. F. Steve Bannon. Now, Steve Bannon may be a witness on Capitol Hill. If he responds to the subpoena, if it all gets worked out, he's going to be there with a gun. Is that right? Is that professional? Is that uh, what we're looking for from a cop? Uh, John Stewart wants to meet Harry Dunn, and he gets to meet Harry Dunn. They made a big deal about that. Paris Hilton, remember her? She met Harry Dunn. He was happy to meet Paris. Paris was happy to meet uh, Harry, Adam Kinzinger. It looks like they're going to rent the boat and go on a picnic or something like that together. Uh, Don Lemon of CNN likes to take the, uh, the Capitol Hill Four out for drinks after the show, all this stuff. They're having a great time. 
Meanwhile, a Capitol Hill police officer is also on duty who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt, who, as we all know, is unarmed and from our perspective received no warning whatsoever. There's not one professional police department in the country that would say that was an authorized use of deadly force. Something is really wrong with America right now. Uh, everything is kind of backwards. I want to do a quick shout out though for a guy named Scott Smith. You know, when I first saw this footage of uh, him in Loudoun County at a school board meeting, I just thought he was, you know, he got irate for who knows why and got disruptive and the cops had to throw him out. Turns out it's much more serious and his cause righteous. His daughter was sexually assaulted. Nobody was listening to him. Nobody was believing him. And he did what any father would and should do, ask for help. And look at how they're treating him. When these pictures were online, they fat shamed him. Scott Smith, sometimes patriotism and heroism, it can actually look like this. I'll be right back. There's a dangerous movement taking place in America, dismantling democracy, destroying our economy, stripping our freedom. Sean Spicer brings you an all-new book revealing Biden's dangerous plans for America. Radical Nation exposes the plan to turn America into a socialist nation and what you can do to stop them. President Trump says if you want to save America, you must read this book. Get your free copy with this special offer. Go online or call the number on your screen. All I, All can, I can say, say is, is that, that the fake, fake news, news just, just doesn't, doesn't get it, do they? They're actually starting to a little bit regarding Hunter Biden. Look, uh, nobody can say this guy's an artist, not even the fake news. And uh, but Hunter is going through with it. He actually came out with a bunch of crummy paintings and he's selling them, selling them in public. And he's going to the sales and the White House said this wouldn't happen. There's Hunter Biden with Sugar Ray Leonard. Here he is with some other California luminary. That's, uh, I think, Mayor Tubbs from Scott Stockton, California. I think we've got uh, Hunter with somebody else. That's Moby the Singer checking out Hunter's uh, artwork. Uh, all kinds of people checking this stuff out. Hunter Biden is not supposed to be doing this, everybody. He's supposed to be, this is all supposed to be anonymous. People who buy Hunter Biden's paintings for $500,000, Hunter isn't supposed to know who they are because guess what? Conceivably, oh, actually likely, that these people who buy crummy art for a half million dollars will want something from Hunter, i.e. Joe Biden, the big man. Jen Psaki, who's getting incredibly good at lying, or maybe not so good because it's so obvious, told us it wasn't going to be this way. It was all going to be anonymous and hunter and nobody would know who's buying the art. After careful consideration, a system has been established that allows for Hunter Biden to work in his profession within reasonable safeguards. Uh, of course, he has the right to pursue an artistic career, just like any child of a president has the right to pursue a career. Uh, but all interactions regarding the selling of art and the setting of prices uh, will be handled by a professional gallerist adhering to the highest industry standards. And any offer out of the normal course would be rejected out of hand. And the gallerist will not share information about buyers or prospective of buyers, including their identities with Hunter Biden or the administration, which provides quite a level of protection and transparency. 
Okay, wow, uh, but that's gone. She's saying this stuff from the White House uh, podium, right? The White House. She just said that Hunter's not going to know anything. You just saw that he's partying with these people, these potential buyers. And um, that was brought up today. Reasonable question, right? Uh, we noticed that he's going to these uh, gallery things and he's actually trying to sell his artwork. And he's part of the process. What do you say to that, um, Saki? What is the White House's response to the fact that an ambassador nominee was at this event? And secondly, should we expect to see more people who seek jobs in this administration attending events like this in the future? Well, to be clear, we've spoken to the arrangement that is run by the gallerist uh, and Hunter Biden's uh, representatives that the White House provided suggestions for. I'd refer you to the gal gallerist for questions about uh, the event um, and, and, and as well as the uh, representatives of uh, Mr. Garcetti in terms of his attendance. Okay. Just to follow up, this is exactly what ethicists said they were worried about. What is specifically? The fact that, uh, that the president's son... That he son, reportedly attended an event? Well, that the president's son would be selling artwork and then meeting potentially with people who would seek to buy it. If you have attendees at that event who might be seeking either jobs in this administration or favors from this administration, isn't it an awkward situation to put the president in? Again, the gallerist has spoken to, we've spoken to the specifics what the gallerist has agreed to and what uh, per, what recommendations were made. I've done that several times. I don't have additional details for it from here. I point you to them. Go ahead. So, so does this White House not have any concerns about uh, the photos that have emerged of showing Hunter Biden at that gallery alongside prospective buyers? I point you to the gallerist on uh, specifics of the restrictions that were put in place. Great. But what about the position of this White House? This is a president who ran on being transparent and you and we were very transparent about what recommendations were made to the gallerist. Uh, and I would again point to them or the many times I've spoken about that from here. <laughs> the gallerist. The gallerist. Let's call the gallerist. We can call it. I've never heard of a gallerist. Anyway, the gallerist, the guy at the gallery. Uh, they talk about him like he's the chief justice. The gallerist. Uh, <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. This is corruption in plain sight. They can't they can't even pretend it's not happening anymore. They're going to put all this on the gallerist. Hunter Biden, an artist, even according to Hunter Biden, he's not an artist. All right. When the whole world was talking about him during the campaign and that silly book that came out, huh? Did he ever mention he was an artist, a real artist? There are like eight real artists who can make money doing art in America right now. All right. Not many at all. He shouldn't be one of them. By the way, this is bad for him. Seriously, a person who's uh, in recovery, the arts, there's not enough structure. There's not enough structure in that field. This is bad for Hunter Biden. It really is. But even according to him, when he, list, lit, when he goes through his resume, does he ever mention his art? I went to Yale Law School. Um, I served on uh, at least a dozen boards before Burisma. I was a vice chairman of the board of Amtrak. Um, I was a chairman of the board of the a World Food Program U.S., largest, uh, supporting the largest humanitarian organization in the world. I had expertise in corporate governance. I was asked to serve on the board for corporate governance. And I was a lawyer at um, Boyce, Schiller & Flexner. Okay, what about the impressionist period, though? Huh? I mean, like, all right, this is... This is such a scam. The fake news, they're losing their patience, but that press conference got somewhat interesting. It's not going to be on the news tonight.
All right? We'll do it. Very few people are going to talk about this and make it a thing. I want to introduce you to somebody. You probably already know her. She's new to me, though. Her name is Sage Steele, and she is a reporter at ESPN. Here's a sample of her work. It is to do again after you have won it the first time. So we'll see that those results will be in a couple of months. Special. Very, very special. Also special, the All Philadelphia right. 76ers house. She knows her stuff when it comes to sports. That's uh, Crispy Smith, isn't it? Yeah. Um, she went on a podcast and she said so much truth. And of course, the fake news and her corporate overlords, Disney and ESPN, they can't handle the truth. Uh, I love what she said. I agree with her a thousand percent, and she certainly has the right to say it. Hmm? Listen. I've had talks with young women who like would come in and they'd intern um, with, with me, with our channel, or just other women who reach out to me now. And I've said to the, a couple of them, they're like, well, would you look at my tape? Would you do this? And, I, and I've said, listen, I would love to, but the way that you present yourself is not something I want to be associated with. When you dress like that, yeah. I'm not saying you deserve the gross comments. But you know what you're doing when you're putting that outfit on, too. Yeah. Like, women are smart. So don't play coy and put it all on the guys. I don't know when the last time I filled out my census was, but yeah. if they make you choose a race, yeah. she's like, what are you going to put? I go, well, both. She's like, well, you can't. She goes, well, what if Barack Obama chose black and he's biracial? I'm like, well, congratulations to the president. That's his thing. I go, I think that's fascinating consider- considering his Black dad was nowhere to be found, but his white mom and grandma raised him. But hey, Mm -hmm. you do you. I respect everyone's decision. I really do. But to mandate it is um, sick. Mm -hmm. And it's scary to me in many ways. I have a job, a job that I love and frankly, a job that I I need. But again, I love it. I just, um, I'm not surprised it got to this point. All right. Well, I'm in total agreement. Uh, The first thing... Uh, she talked about modesty and young girls, uh, right? Something along those lines. And I've had talks with young women who like would come in and they'd intern um, with, with me, with our channel, or just other women who reach out to me now. And I've said to the, a couple of them, they're like, well, would you look at my tape? Would you do this? And, I, and I've said, listen, I would love to, but the way that you present yourself is not something I want to be associated with. Yeah. So when you dress like that, yeah. I'm not saying you deserve the gross comments. But you know what you're doing when you're putting that outfit on, too. Like, women are smart. So don't play coy and put it all on the guys. Instagram culture and uh, culture beyond that. The way, I agree with her, many women, young women especially, are dressing, uh, inspired by, let's see, Kendall Jenner and the Kardashians and just about anybody else out there. There's a lot going on out there that... uh, I guess we all are supposed to accept, and ooh, if you look, oh my gosh, you're a creep. Puts people in an awkward position, and uh, I think what she said had validity. People could push back and say, I don't agree with that, but now she's, you know, it under investigation and off the show and all that kind of stuff. Next, Barack Obama, her comments about him. What happens when you, uh, when you fill out your census? I'm like, well, I don't know when the last time I filled out my census was, but yeah. if they make you choose a race... Yeah. She's like, what are you going to put? I go, well, both. She's like, well, you can't. She goes, well, what if Barack Obama chose black and he's biracial? I'm like, well, congratulations to the president. That's his thing. I go, I think that's fascinating consider- considering his black dad was nowhere to be found, but his white mom and grandma raised him. But hey, mm-hmm. you do you. Look, I think she's biracial and her opinion is valid. Totally. Anyway, I mean, 
Look, Barack Obama, let's talk about it. We know he has, uh, he told us he has a black father from Kenya, and he was raised essentially uh, by his white grandparents in Kansas, and his mother also white, uh, yet he clearly identifies as black. We've heard that, you know, he, and this came up, by the way, when we were first getting to know him. Uh, he said, uh, I know I'm black every time I try to hail a cab, uh, especially in New York City. New York City, by the way, 98% of the cab drivers are people of color. So uh, it's an interesting idea. If your parents are one race and parents are another, what do you call yours? I, I, I think these opinions are not only they're interesting and they are mainstream. I, the, 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 who's to say that you can't say this? Her bosses. Ah, but I guess this is where she really gets herself in trouble. She does not like being ordered to take the vaccine. And I don't either. I respect everyone's decision. I really yeah. do. Yeah. But to mandate it is um, sick. Mm -hmm. And it's scary yeah. to me in many ways. Um, but I have a job, yeah. a job that I love and frankly, a job that I, that I need. But again, I love it. Yeah. I just... Um, I'm not surprised it got to this point, especially mm -hmm. with Disney. I mean, a, a global company. Like yes. Uh, and this, she's in trouble. She's in hot water. She's no longer on TV, at least for the time being, because of that. Uh, Disney is a global company. She didn't disparage the company. Uh, vaccine, vaccine mandates. A lot of people don't like them. Look, she may have to leave that job voluntarily or otherwise. If she does, I think she has a huge future in whatever she chooses to do. Her name is Sage Steele. All right, I'll be right back. A problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. On a Friday night in 2005, Joe Biden went to a great big political banquet in South Carolina. And it's something to behold. Boy, oh boy, did he have a great time. And we're having a pretty good time <laughs> analyzing the videotape. You can see Hunter is with him. And everybody is just delighted, almost too delighted. Take a look. Senator Biden, I want to welcome you and your son, Hunter. And those of you who are interested in knowing about his resume, I want you to go home and visit his website. <laughs> because I'm not going to talk to you tonight about his resume. I don't get the joke. I don't get that joke. Things were different in 2005. I don't know. Go home and look at the website. Uh, but there's more. Thank you, Senator, for that inspirational message, and you honor us, and Hunter, you as well. We really appreciate both of you coming to South Carolina tonight. It's a, it's a magical evening. Whoa, magical? I saw the whole tape. Nothing magical about this, but Joe is totally delighted. He and Hunter work the room. Joe's got a million-watt smile, and Hunter, it's very peculiar, take a look please, is just lurking in the background every step of the way. And I'm like, what's he doing there? Okay, well, Greg, don't be just a jerk. He's hanging around with his father. Well, no, it doesn't make sense. It's in South Carolina. Hunter's got three kids in Delaware. He's married. Uh, a Friday night, what's he doing? Aha, he's doing business. We gotta show you this again. This is how they work. 
Well, yeah, maybe we can work something out, man. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Well, Hunter was just telling well, about his firm in Washington. Yeah. Law firm. Yeah. And you have a car by I do. I, I don't, but I'll give you my... Uh, well, let me give you my yeah, car. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll give I'll, I gave them yeah. all away. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was a wonderful speech. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. That was Paul who wrote that. Are you, you're there in Columbia? The core of what I wrote there is the, in your dad. Oh, I thought... We'll talk business over here. We'll be over here talking business. Joe can continue. Anyway, I love it. We put the words down. We showed it last night as well. Oh, by the way, yeah, Joe has always been a touchy guy until he was ultimately called out for it. Look at what he does right in front of this woman's husband. Two hands, two handshake, two hands in the handshake for about 15 seconds. That's weird. I'm sorry. I can't stand shaking hands for 15. That's long. And then he grabs her, both hands, on either side of her body. That is a little bit much, Joe. <sighs> Even back then, by the way, before this whole Me Too, that was way too much. Uh, we did find another clip of Joe actually telling the truth. Um, he was quite candid. And this is truthful. Joe Biden being truthful. Lobbyists aren't bad people. Special interest groups are not bad people. But guess what? They're corrosive. People who accept the money from them aren't bad people. But it's human nature. You go out, Lynn, and bundle $250,000 for me, all legal, and then you call me after I'm elected and say, Joe, I'd like to come and talk to you about something. <laughs> you didn't buy me, but it's human nature. You helped me. I'm going to say, sure, Lynn, come on in. Just like, by the way, if I turn around and I'm elected president of the United States of America and you call me and say, Joe, I want to come and see you, I'm going to see you. You help me. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. That's the swamp. And how about somebody who didn't raise money for him? What's he going to say to that guy? We know. Information. Truth is freedom, is Newsmax. It's real news for real people. All I can say is, is that, that the, the fake, fake news just, just doesn't, doesn't get it, do they? Uh, we know that Joe Biden is not good at this job of president. I mean, he's really bad. We can all see it. As United States of America, we'll get this done. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. All right, as bad as he is, he's like Winston Churchill compared to his vice president, Kamala Harris. What's your response to our work of Americans? The goofiness, the inappropriate laughter, the lack of substance, it is startling. And uh, by the way, she's really into the perks of the job. Her social media is dominated by things like this, getting on and off of airplanes. Like, look at me, I'm getting on Air Force Two. This isn't from ABC News or the AP. This is from her Instagram account. 
Look at me going up the steps of Air Force One. I saw this during the campaign. Beware of people who are too into the perks when it comes to public service. I'm sorry for dripping, but drip is what I do. And one of these days, I'm sorry for dripping, but drip is what I do. And one of those TikTok videos that went viral during the campaign. Look at how fabulous I am. Me, me, me. It was all about her. Too much, too much. Um, I also noticed she was pretty cozy with uh, General Milley at the inauguration. General Milley said he uh, would never, ever want to seem like the military was engaging in domestic politics. Remember when he apologized for that? Anyway, saw something interesting about General Milley. Uh, you know, he went to Princeton University and before that a place called the Belmont Hill School in Massachusetts. Milley attended that school with uh, Dr. Rachel Levine, seen on the right. Now, Dr. Levine uh, is a member of the Biden administration. She's the Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services. Um, but back when she was in high school with General Milley, uh, Dr. Levine wasn't Rachel. Uh, she was Richard Levine. And um, Mark Milley there, class of 76, and Dr. Levine, class of 75. This is the Belmont School in Massachusetts again, Belmont Hill School. Um, it just makes me wonder about the curriculum there because these two characters are probably the wokest in government. You remember this from The General. I want to understand white rage, and I'm white, and I want to understand it. Mm, he really should have been thinking about Afghanistan and other issues. Um, and here's from Dr. Rachel Levine. What I'm alarmed at is that you're not willing to say absolutely minors shouldn't be making decisions to amputate their breast or to amputate their genitalia. I'm alarmed that you won't say with certainty that minors should not have the ability to make the decision to take hormones that will affect them for the rest of their life. Will you make a more firm decision on whether or not minors should be involved in these decisions? Senator, uh, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field. Uh, and if confirmed to the position of Assistant Secretary of Health, I would certainly be pleased to come to your office and talk with you and your staff about the standards of care and the complexity of this field. Transgender medicine. Well, Belmont Hill in Massachusetts. What were they teaching up there? But I think it's interesting that uh, Mark Milley, class of 76, and uh, Richard Levine, later Rachel Levine, same school, class of 75. Hmm. All right, also this. So by now, a lot of us have seen the unfortunate videos of Hunter Biden and his antics seen here smoking crack. He recorded himself on his own laptop. It's incontrovertible. He was something of an exhibitionist. Whatever he was doing, he was documenting it on his laptop with his little webcam uh, for whatever reason. It's all there. We know it. This is fact. But Joe Biden lied about this, and so did the media. They covered up for him. And in the moment of truth, Joe Biden, he used the intelligence community. And by the way, he's making some serious mistakes right now on important issues. But here's Joe Biden lying and using the intelligence world. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant.
They have said that this is, has all the four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now yeah. another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And you that's exactly be. what, is this that's where exactly you're what This is told. where he's going. The that, laptop right. is Russia, yeah. Russia, Gentlemen, Russia? I want to stay on the issue of race. You okay? have to be kidding. Here Mr. we go President? again with Russia. Joe actually looks a little bit nervous there because Donald Trump is calling him out. Nobody believes this, uh, or at least the media went along with it, though. This wasn't Russian disinformation. And it's true, though. Joe Biden got all kinds of former CIA directors of both parties to go along with him. That's the swamp for you because he just lied to everybody. This is not Russian disinformation. This is off of Hunter Biden's laptop along with all that other incriminating stuff. We have a compromised president. It really seems that way. That's January 6th, and the man highlighted, we believe, is Nathan DeGrave. Now, he was arrested about two weeks later, and he's in custody right now in the D.C. jail. He has a slew of charges against him, including assaulting, resisting, or impeding certain officers. Uh, he's been in custody, but he's actually on the phone with us right now. Uh, Nathan DeGrave uh, from the D.C. jail. Uh, can you hear me, sir? Yeah, Greg Kelly, I can hear you just fine. Can you hear me? I can. Uh, listen, welcome to Newsmax. And I understand your lawyer, I think, is listening in on the phone. We'll get to that in a moment. I understand. Let me ask you this. What's it like where you are right now? You know, Greg Kelly, it's, it's a very depressing environment that we're in. Um, the only thing that I can say other than that is that we do have a camaraderie in here between each other. Um, we're pretty much like a family. Um, so if it wasn't for the support and the love and the patriotism that we have for this country, it would be a lot more unbearable. I mean, we're sitting in solitary confinement uh, for 26 hours every other day. Uh, you're 32 years old. I understand you're, a, uh, you're living in Las Vegas uh, before this, right? Correct. And I want to get into the conditions, and I know they're horrible, but a silver lining here, you've been outlining or you've been thinking about a political career. Are you serious about running for mayor of Las Vegas? Yeah, you know, I'm very serious about that, and I think that, you know, a lot of people in my position who want to make a change, uh, and I, I recommend that anybody gets involved uh, who has a serious opinion, whether that's joining local committees, uh, writing letters, or running for office, which uh, a few of us in here are actually doing as well. All right. So listen, you've written a letter uh, outlining the uh, horrible conditions on the inside. And by this point, we all know. I mean, we've heard from members of Congress. We've heard from other prisoners like yourself how bad things are in there. Sir, our time is limited. What would you like to tell the people right now? You know, I think that we should be telling ourselves that we should never again let this happen to another American citizen. I think it's, it's unconstitutional. I think that it's wrong on so many levels. And uh, I hope this, that this never happens to anybody again. Do me a favor. You said the big message you want, this should not happen to any American. And I know there are people inside 
And there's no evidence that they broke anything or hurt anybody, but they're still in custody. Now, the allegation is that you may have roughed up a cop. I, I know you can't necessarily speak specifically to that. I guess my question is, uh, I mean, you are aware that other Americans are in jail, but let's face it, you guys have been singled out. I mean, that seems quite clear. And everybody feels the same way? Yeah, I mean, from what I understand, Ted Bundy got, got released from bond. So, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a two-tier justice system that I think that, you know, Black Lives Matter and other activist groups can cause far more damage. And you know, look at the, the recent protests that happened, at, I believe it was the Interior Building, when they were protesting climate change. And, you know, several officers were sent to the hospital, and most of these people got a slap on the wrist. Nathan, what can people do who are watching? What would you like folks to do, if anything? You know, like I said, I, I think that really you don't have to wait to, uh, for January 6th or to do anything like that to, to make a change, uh, whether that's, again, just speaking out, joining school board meetings, uh, just telling friends and family about what's going on, uh, whether it's running for office. I think that we should, um, as an American people, be more actively involved in the politics of this country. And uh, I think that's the best way moving forward. Nathan, uh, th th those are some long-term things, and uh, that's happening. Actually, do me a favor. Put that Give, Send, Go page up one more time. If you'd like to help out uh, Nathan and uh, and his his colleagues in jail, givesendgo.com slash DCPOW. Wow, that's uh, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, if your lawyer uh, is on the line there, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Ryan, are you there? Hey, hey Mr. Kelly, I'm here. How are you? Uh, how are you, sir? Can you tell us a little um, bit more about what's going to happen at that hearing? And, uh, you know, there are there is some video and there seems to have been a scuffle with the police officer. Um, what are you going to ask for when you go to court? You know, we can't go really into depths of what our legal strategy is, so I apologize for that. But one thing we do want to make clear is just the conditions that they are going in, and we need to push to get everyone that is currently detained uh, from the January 6th uh, day to get try to get them out of there. I mean, we have people not receiving medical attention. We have people getting moved out of their cells because there is mold and the, I believe, one of the, uh, uh, like the, C not the yeah. CDC, but the uh, health board has said, you know, that room is not habitable. We just, the biggest thing we need to do right now is work to get every single person out of detention that is currently being held in there. Real quick, uh, back to Nathan. Uh, has anything changed since uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Congressman Gohmert started, uh, were able to visit the jail? I mean, our conditions, look, I don't want to say the whole world is watching, but more people are watching. Has it gotten any better? Well, what I can say is this. Uh, once they left, uh, it only took a day or so before they started to inspect the cells that were in here. Um, they did mold inspections, and as a result of that, about half of these cells were cleared out. And they started double bunking us, and then the cells that were cleared out were deemed uninhabitable. Yeah. inmates because of the bold. Nathan DeGrave, hang in there. Uh, we want justice to be done, but it doesn't seem like justice is being done right now. 
We all saw what happened during the summer of 2020 and all those people who have already been let out of jail and all the damage they did. This seems ridiculous. This doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem American. I wish you luck, sir. Please stay in touch. My best to your attorney as well, Nathan DeGrave. Be safe and to be continued. I'll be right back. Real heroes. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. No agenda. Just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. In terms of inflation, because you had told uh, us at a town hall, I think it was in July, that the in, this was just near-term inflation. The Wall Street Journal recently talks as like 67 uh, financial experts. Everybody's wondering why was he doing this? The Internet took it from there. Very funny stuff, by the way. Is he ready for a jet? <laughs> Check it out, right? Look, have a great weekend and have a safe flight, Joe Biden. Awesome.